0: Welcome back to another episode of Life in the Urban City Podcast. I'm your host, Paul Hudak, and today I'm joined by one of my supervisors, Jaylene Rodriguez. Jalen is our supervisor of the rescue program. Jalen, wanna do a quick little introduction of yourself.
1: My name is Jalen Rodriguez. Um rescue supervisor. I've been supervisor for dang, I think I'm hitting a year. This yeah. June? I believe. Yeah, June, we're sure. hitting a year. Wow.
0: Well, Hey, it's been a year. Since Already. Been, oh, it's gone fast. And I guess being the supervisor, of, well, actually, let's just, what is rescue?
1: Rescue, in general, it's reconnecting and engaging students quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, our priority is students who are chronically absent. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, mainly, we work with two districts, and so we focus on those students. Um, but we also have, like, a different um, community outreach efforts, such as, like, Credible Messengers, Mm-hmm. Um and through that again it's outreach again but it's just it takes a different approach it's more community based whereas yeah. um rescue outreach you would say is more a district based like school district based.
0: Mm-hmm. So when you say like community based like what is the point and value of a credible messenger like you know if you are a credible messenger what is your goal in reaching me as a community member?
1: Our biggest thing is to bring resources. Mm. It could be food, clothing, hygiene kits, um, cleanups. Even we do mm. community cleanups. Um, but I would say it's just resources to those families who are in need of um, what was just listed. Yeah. Um, and just being, you know, sometimes our community members need somebody to talk to. yeah, um, Someone to express their feelings to. So we're there to just, you know, listen and follow up with them and see how they're doing.
0: And how how do you guys find um, the communities that you need or want to serve? Is like you go to a city, you just, you know, walk around the entire city door knocking, you know, street by street. Or do you have a targeted approach like aim for specific communities or parks or.
1: So we have um, we have a set of credible messengers Mm -hmm. um, and each credible messenger falls under specific district in the city. Okay. And within that district, we have specific complexes, apartments that we like to reach people to um, and also specific parks. But recently, we, we've been trying to outreach a little bit more to different parks okay. um, and different apartment complexes, just so we're able to reach like a bigger um, audience or, you know, community. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's honestly door knocking. Yeah. Door knocking all the time, just like door after door, you know, checking in to see how they're doing, if they need any support with anything, introducing themselves and like what they do um sometimes we do community events so we have like our events for um our youth in pomona and specific mm-hmm. districts and that also fluctuates so it's like one it could be district one and then another one it's like district five mm-hmm. um but we try to hit up every district
0: okay and then do you just look for like apartments or is it like you know hey this apartment complex higher density you know not not the best area in this district or yeah is it you know because I believe you guys also do like trailer parks as well, or yes. so. How do how do you differentiate and pick and choose? Because like, assume you don't go to like the high end condos and mm-hmm. townhomes.
1: I feel that most of our outreach, our outreach is from. Um uh word of mouth basically like hey like we met up with these families from this specific area you know they need support and then from there honestly everything everybody's like a a community like Mm their family you know so it's like oh thank you for bringing me this food you know we really appreciate it all like i live next to my sister my uh, sister you know she's been telling me she needs diapers do you guys have any diapers or do you guys Mm -hmm. have any clothes for our kids and i was like yeah like we have community clothing closets on tuesdays you know um or yeah we have a mentor who goes out on saturday i believe one saturday out of the month and takes families young moms and like their kids to get diapers collect clothes you know just have like a fun like mommy and me day type mm-hmm. of thing um, and that sort of stuff so it's just honestly it's just with a lot of word of mouth and just to see where we can better support or we where we land
0: yeah so within the year right you almost hit a year um, as a program supervisor of rescue how do you see the difference in credible messengers are do you see you know the community more bought in do you see you're reaching and hitting a larger number um, how does that look like?
1: I think we have hit a larger number um, because we do a lot of uh, food drives mm. and we are able to provide a lot of families with with food. Um, and it's not repetitive families all the time. It's like mm. it's like I said, is word of mouth when families hear like that, you know, they're able to get food from somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, and not only families as well, but like our unhoused, you know, yeah. we're able to provide food to our unhoused. Um, and just, you know, just driving down the street see who needs support and then we're able to provide them with that
0: yeah and then is like what is the goal so that you just do it one time or because you know you're just addressing the one need at the one moment or are you going you know com- repeat and continual like um mm-hmm. supporting of specific families
1: some families need um specific support you know so like every other week and there's families that are like oh hey like just this one week you know we're struggling can you support us with this mm-hmm. and we're able to provide them that but well also it's not only us providing them with food but providing them with the resources so it's like hey like this wednesday we can make it out but this is the location this is the time this is what they're going to be able to provide you with and if you guys can make it out then you know um please do so and let your fa- other families know and let you know your neighbors know so that you're all able to get those resources okay
0: awesome that's super cool and then so that that's the community side, and then on the school resource side, where you know, um, you know, you say you're going door knocking, you're getting uh, disengaged or dropout students or mm-hmm. on the verge of dropout, or I think you said chronically absent students. Yes. Um, what are some of the key things that you keep seeing within those youth? Like, is it just you know kids don't want to go to school, or what are some of these barriers that you're seeing?
1: I feel that this is, like, tough because it's it's a variety of things. Mm-hmm. But I feel like the biggest thing that really affected all of our schools was the pandemic mm-hmm. and the independent studies, okay. where a lot of students, you know, so- social anxiety is a thing. Mm-hmm. And a lot of our students don't want to go back, um, you know, social anxiety, social media, all of the stuff that happens on school grounds sometimes. And also because unfortunately because of the pandemic a lot of our students don't have the resources to go back they need school supplies they need shoes they need clothes it's a bunch of different things you know um i'm sorry can you repeat your question well i was just asking <laughs> like like,
0: like what are some you're your hitting what are some of the barriers yeah. and reasons why kids aren't going to school and you you just said a lot of our mental health um you know and pandemic had a big effect on the mental health as well as financial resources and having the resources to go to school Mm -hmm. clothes you know um, school supplies and then I guess when it comes to these barriers how do you and your team help reach and support um, the students and their families
1: yeah one thing we always say is like you know the family comes first I understand that like a lot of our students are absent and that's like our main target the student but if the student is struggling, then that means the family is struggling, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so our families do come first, and we try to provide with whatever resources we can. Like we said, mental health, you know, sometimes it's clothes, food. Um, and just stay connected, build that rapport, build that relationship with the, with the family, um, and see how we can better support. Sometimes it's even giving rights, you know, like they need that pickup, and pickup from home and drop off at school because they live a little too far. Or we try to, you know, help them with transportation, like, bus passes we've had mentors who have you know left um left with the student on a bus to be able to support him and like know what routes to take mm-hmm. um to go to school mm. so it's just building the relationship with the family honestly and just you know supporting them and everything
0: okay and then how when working with the families and are most parents and families like receptive or are they trying to like, fight you guys because like oh no like they don't they don't want the image of they don't have it together
1: yeah we've had a little bit of both um we've had families who are super grateful you know for what the support we giving them and we've had families who are like no my student is not struggling you know no we don't need help mm-hmm. but it's just like when that happens we try to just read over to the student and it's like hey like you know like we have his attendance or her attendance sheets, you know, we have their attendance sheets. This is how long they've been absent for, you know, this is why we're here to support, you know, we're not here to be like, Hey, you're in trouble. You know, you're not taking your kids to school, but it's more of like a, Hey, like we see you struggling. Like how can we support? And mm-hmm. usually when we come in with that ap- approach su- parents are like, okay, thank you. You know, thank you for letting me know. Cause I mean, in the past there's been like schools that have called like the cops on families, you know, for mm-hmm. students not being um, in school. And it's just, like, we try to um, redirect families and let them know that it's, like, hey, we're not here to get you in trouble. You know, we're just here to support you. Mm -hmm. So let us support you. And how can we support you, whether it's, like, just rides, you know, Mm -hmm. or it's texting the student, like, hey, you got to be in school at 8. Come on, wake up, you know. I'm going to check in with the, you know, attendance lady to see if you're there or if you're not there. Um, And it's just, yeah, just support. And then I guess with that is, like, do you – let's say i'm your student
0: right mm-hmm. you know i'm not going to school but after connecting with you and your team a couple of times like i'm starting to go back like what does the handoff process look like are you always working with them for like ever, or you know do you transition them out
1: we try our best to transition them out so when we do get the student to um, attend school we do the warm handoff to the school a lot of our students who have an absent have no idea what their schedule is, mm-hmm. you know, who the principal is, assistant principal, assistant principal, um, you know, what services they have at school or the resources, their counselor. So we definitely try and like, you know, do that warm handoff, take meet the student at school or take them to school and be like, hey, look, these are your teachers. This is your student, um, your class list, uh, this is your counselor, you know, if you need to switch any classes around, you mm-hmm. know, let them know um you know community schools is on campus sometimes like you know if you need any resources for anything they're here to help you because um, it's what we've seen is just that like if you just throw the student back in mm-hmm. with no support there's no retention and they're not going to stay in school yeah they're going to be like oh well i'm here sitting nobody cares you know well, nobody cared that i wasn't in school you know so nobody's going to care that i'm not like if i leave and i don't come back Yeah. so if we're able to show them like hey like there's love on campus and they're here to support you and they're going to be like, okay, I want to stay now, you know, Oh, I'm having an issue. Let me go talk to miss this person or Mr. This person, you know, now that they have built those connections. And sometimes we have our own, our own other programs on campus, like connect or on point, you know, mm-hmm. and we're able to connect them with that specific mentor and be like, Hey, like this is what they were struggling with. They want to do one-on-one or they're ready to be in group, yeah. you know, and be able to just do that warm handoff.
0: And working with schools, um, do you find an issue sometimes where schools are just too busy and too much going on and, what do you do about that
1: yeah there there has been times when um the schools are really busy i mean it's understandable you know short staff um but we have we just try to find that person that's yeah. going to listen to the student or that has like the time you know or will make the time to listen to the student mm-hmm. and there's always somebody open mm-hmm. you know to listen we just gotta dig a them. little you know and be able to find them
0: <laughs> okay no that's awesome yeah because i know uh, so for me, I, I went to, you know, small school, K through eight, and then I went to a large high public high school and it's mm-hmm. like, uh, a lot of people, there's a lot, like I <laughs> went from, a, you know, a couple of hundred, you know, K through eight to, you know, almost a thousand in my, my grade level. And it's like, uh, what do I do? And I think that was helpful was uh, getting on campus early. Do, like my mom made me do summer school before. Mm. So it's like, I know the campus. And then I was in sports, so like I knew people and I knew who to hang out with and where to go because like the campus is like two city blocks. It's like, dude, I don't know where to go and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And um, I think that's important um, more so now than ever, right? So like if you're a parent listening and if you have a kid that, you know, if you struggle as a parent to get to campus, try to make some time to just walk them around. If you went there previously or if you have an older um, student or someone who went there just have them walk around cousin aunt, uncle so that they could get a little introduction because that that is a big help because when you're new on campus it's loss and because of the pandemic you know you let's say you were in middle school and now you're in high school some of your high school friends might not be there they you might not be friends no more it's like <laughs> the campus is bigger you know teachers are different and there, there's a big barrier and i, I guess they kind of let I have another question i'm just curious do you do you see a trend and do you notice that it's a lot more like freshmen or sophomores um that are missing school because of, there's that transition period where they left from middle school and then now they're in a high school in mm-hmm. after the pandemic and so there's a bigger drop or
1: yeah it's definitely we have k through 12 i would say honestly but it's definitely like i would say the early stages of like kinder so third grade sometimes second grade because again their introduction was during the pandemic sometimes and they just didn't attend those first two grades or if they did they did they did it online Mm -hmm. which you know a lot of students don't um, learn from being in online modules and stuff Um, but it's also like if you see like a transition right so like eighth graders for example are struggling because most of their middle school years were online Mm -hmm. Um, and then again the transition to high school because Mm -hmm. there was no relationships being built from eighth to ninth grade because it was all online. Mm. And then, um, most of our, uh, our junior seniors, again, because they struggled with Mm. being online. So it's, it's honestly, there's not no specific grade. It's just K through 12, 12, everyone. everyone. So we do have like a ton of different students from different school grades.
0: Okay. So I I kind of want to wrap up, but I have a couple questions. So let's say I'm a parent. I'm listening to this. I have a student that struggles um, attending school. What would you tell that parent?
1: I would tell them to reach out to us at rescue. What
0: is it? Rescue
1: at ju4y.org. R-E-S-Q. R-E-S-Q. Ju4y.org. And, you know, we're here to support. We're here to, you know, love on the students. We're here to push the students to be, you know, go back to school and just, you know, provide with any resources that we can.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. And then if I'm that student listening, what would you tell tell me?
1: I would say, you know, if you're a little too shy to like message us or email us, we have Instagram. You can reach out to us on Instagram. You can tell, you know, you can contact me. I have my contact on the website. My name's Jaylene. Um, And then, you know, just... Reach out.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, for those of you that are listening, I, a lot of times, um, you know, when you're isolated, um, you be, you get into a cycle. A, lo- a lot of times it's like, you know, you, you feel like you're not wanted or loved. There's that depression feeling, um, the anxiety. And a lot of times what that does, it, it creates this cycle where, you know, you feel that way. So you isolate more. And then when you isolate more, you feel it more. And then it keeps pushing and pushing. So it's hard for you to reach out, and me and our executive director, we always have a comment and talk about. Like, we always joke about your cell phone sometimes being like weigh like a hundred pounds, because it, you know, it's like, dang, have to lift this hundred-pound weight to make this phone call, mm-hmm. um, in a desperate time and desperate need. But like, do that. That's what you know. Your mentors are here for. That's what we are here for as an organization. Just like, hey, like, we want to support, help out the best we can. We're not therapists, you know. We can't diagnose or give you stuff, but like we could share our story and just give recommendations and support the, Hey, like, you know, connect with people.
1: Um, yeah. And if it's not rescue, honestly, we have an office here in Pomona. Mm-hmm. Come and visit us. We're open Monday through Friday, eight to four 30, you know? Yeah. Um, so you can always just come walk in and say like, Oh, Hey, I heard Paul on the podcast. You know, can I go <laughs> talk to Paul? If Paul's here, he's going to be like, yeah, come right in. Let's yeah. talk. Yeah, you know?
0: that'll be the first time I haven't had anyone come in. I heard you on the podcast. I <laughs> want to come speak to you. But hey, things do happen. So I'm not going <laughs> to I'm not going to rule it out. <laughs> awesome. So thank you so much for tuning in uh, this uh, week uh, to Life in the Urban City podcast. I'm your host, Paul. And if you have any questions, reach out to us. Um, as Jalen said, you can also do our generic info at JU4Y.org or... Any of our, any social media platforms at just us for youth. Um, So thank you so much. Have a great day and we'll talk to you soon. Bye.